Just so you know, everything you're about to hear is a lie. Elsewhere. Four decades ago, something was born. Designed to be at once new and old, a memory and a premonition, aesthetically addictive and indefinably cool. A beast made from man whose animal nature somehow defines our very humanity. Blurring the line between pop culture and popular myth, this legend in blue has been told through video games, television, films, and our very dreams. He's blue. He's fast. He likes chili dogs. May he guide us beyond the sound barrier and usher us to this boundless world. This is Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast. Just for fans. All right, welcome to another episode of Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast Just for Fans. Uh, I'm so glad to have you uh, listening to the show. Everyone's been so supportive of the show. All of you listening out there, you know, um, it's so good that uh, uh, you've embraced Sonic the Hedgehog like I have. And, uh, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting to this uh, episode. We're going to talk a lot about, like, creating your own characters and stuff, which is my favorite part of this, even though I haven't actually done it myself yet. It's, it's, it's really fun to think about, like, creating something new from the rich tapestry of the Sonic world. Uh, you know, um, this is the second episode that we're recording from my apartment, uh, which is fine. Not everyone in the elsewhere company, uh, is super stoked about the podcasting stuff anyway. And, uh, I, you know, when I changed the format of the show, I neglected to tell my, um, uh, you know, I don't worry about it. Uh, uh. Uh, the, the point is that I love the show and that you love the show. And as long as I'm the co-owner of elsewhere, then it doesn't matter where I record it. This is an elsewhere product, you know, elsewhere is me uh, just like anything else, you know, j- just like a child, you make a child uh, with another person. I, okay. Th- this person is my sister. So that analogy is gross, but be that as it may, you know, it's, 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 it's half mine. So it's mine. Uh, and, and, and the show is mine and it's, and it's yours and we all own it. So again, my analogy probably isn't great, but, uh, anyway, uh, our, our guest today is Willie robots. He is a, um, he, he's probably the only expert in, um, uh, customizing video game characters that there is on the planet. Again, I, I can't wait to talk to him about, um, some exciting news that you're going to hear about right at the top of the show. So uh, we'll just get right into that uh, interview right now. And also stay tuned for the uh, uh, for uh, an important announcement uh, during the ad break. Um, but uh, hey, look, I don't want to bring you down right now. Let's get right into that. Uh, let's get right into that interview. With you. All right. Uh, I'm here with uh, Willie Robots. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks so much for coming on the show, um, Willie. Uh, for those of you that don't know, is like an expert of uh, character customization in video games. Like the, the the characters that he makes in video games, screenshots of them are sometimes shown in uh, art shows and in museums and stuff. Yeah, the last one I was in was uh, Ladies of the Night, but uh, it's with a K, and uh-huh. it was like some of the ladies that I made as uh, you know a knight of the video game realm. It's just like you know. 
uh, a lot of people try to create themselves when mm. they when they play video games. I always try to create ladies that I would like to date, so are, that I, like I care that they are getting injured more than you know. If it's just me, like oh, we, we can reset. I can die all day and start over. But if it's a girl that I care about, it's like I have empathy for her. You're, you're more chivalrous. I want to so, take care of her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want, you want, you want. You it's want. not, it's not like perverted because I don't do anything perverted about it. It is like if, if I'm going to care about this game, why don't I take the next step and yeah. make me really care about it? It'd be like comparable to someone. You know, most people love their grandmas. Like, make your grandma a character and then watch her go through Skyrim. Now, are they are they all female exclusively? The characters that you make? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, like, like I say exclusively, but in uh, No Man's Sky, I would customize planets. Oh, that's so, and 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 I'd love to talk more about that. Listeners, please, if you before you even listen to the rest of this episode, if you haven't seen any of Willie Robots's work, uh, please uh, Google it right now. Uh, his stuff is so good. Um, but before we get into the interview proper, I'd like to uh, let's talk about the news in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic news. Is what's what the news? Called. Yeah, what's news with Sonic? Yeah. So uh, last week, uh, the new game Sonic Dimensions was announced. This week, they dropped a trailer, the first trailer. Now, this thing came out of nowhere. It was from an unaffiliated uh, YouTube channel. Live action, a little girl running down a hallway. She's like looking for uh, her dog. And there is devastation all around her. This is clearly a home, like an American looking home being besieged it's in some sort of war, but nothing's very clear, but, but she's clearly looking for like a dog. Right. And then they reveal the dog and it's a robot dog. You're like, Whoa, what? And then boom, logo Sonic dimensions. <laughs> what do you make of that? Uh, I haven't seen that. So are they saying that Sonic is a dog? I don't know. Here's the weirdest part about it is, is if you go back frame by frame, you can find like hidden chili dogs all over the house, but they're always in like obscure places in different areas of the house. That's just a, a mind explosion for me because uh, I didn't, I never, to me, because Tails was a little tiny dog, Sonic to me was always like more of a caddish raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing close to a dog. No. Yeah. He, he's, you're saying he's like a precocious kind of character. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't think of a dog as being like a precocious or, troublemaking you think of a dog as being loyal have you ever seen a dog loyal to a dog is that possible i'd like to okay i don't count packs right. and i don't count you know the cartoons with the big dog and the little dog right hey, spike, hey, spike. <laughs> yeah, right 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 yeah you, you just brought tails the two-tailed dog uh and he obviously is sonic's best friend he's very loyal to sonic but sonic isn't necessarily loyal to tails like yeah yeah um, but yeah, in- interesting, right? Like, like yeah. if you were to speculate, what, what does that say about the game? Well, to me, uh, if, if you're going to put any sort of symbolism or secrets in your commercial, mm-hmm. then you're trying to say something. Chili, chili dogs are confirmed. This one game's gonna one, have chili, one dogs. chili dog could be an accident, but multiple chili dogs is somebody mm-hmm. saying like, hey, Sonic's been a dog this whole time. Chili dog, robot dog. That can't be a coincidence, yeah, yeah. right? Part of why uh, I wanted to have you on the show uh, involves this next news news item and a tweet that you tweeted along with that trailer they also announced that sonic universe will have a robust character customization and and i saw you tweeted about that i didn't even know that you were a sonic fan but you seem very excited about this anytime a game has character customization it doesn't matter if i like the game if i can create a character then hey uh someone i care about is in this universe so i get to jump in yeah like like, like you had to sort of feel like a part of that world can i tell you the, the emotion that I feel is like envy 
for anyone uh, in your life that might have gotten to see the creation of these things. Because I only get to see them in screenshots, even if they're big and printed out on a wall or uh, on, on the internet. Uh, but to actually be there and play as that character uh, or see you create them, that's, 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 that's yeah. got to be amazing. Uh, so, the, the craziest thing is this. Sonic Dimensions will be the first new character customization game that has come out since I've gotten married. And my wife doesn't know that I, she knows me. Uh-huh. She loves me. I love her. Uh, she doesn't know that I create girls that I could date still. Oh, oh, is that, is that a concern? I, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to take a part of my life and make it secret. Yeah. So she kind of has to be there for this game. And I, I feel like I should create the character with her but I don't want to make it look like her because then I don't want to force a character to be my wife. Uh, I have so many questions about that, but first there's a couple of questions I always ask guests. The first one is, which is your favorite Sonic game? Uh, my favorite Sonic game is still the first only because the initial sounds, I- I'm big into sounds. And mm. when you create like a, like just sounds that give me left brain boners and, yeah. and, and they created all of them. All the other games after that, they used a lot of the same sounds and they, you know, collecting a ring was better than any Vegas slot machine. The sound design on the original Sonic is still more shocking than anything after that. My, my personal favorite sound effect from that game is like when you hit a warp pipe and you, you get that really satisfying, I can't do it. But, but the warp pipes, the rings, uh, uh, you know, the, the cars, I, it, they're all so satisfying. Would it stand to reason then that one of you, that that your favorite Sonic character is also in that first game? Like, if, if not Sonic, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite? Well, I mean, I mean, Slick Baboon was the first uh, monkey that wasn't a traditional fucking Donkey Kong bullshit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was so refreshing at the time. You and see these, not like, that I'm into characters. not that I'm into weird butt things, but to see the back of a baboon all the time is just gave me something to look at. Yeah. Because right. the design of most characters isn't designed it's sad that it's a butthole but a baboon butthole is just so interesting to look at and in games from that era you know the pixel art uh, you only have so many pixels to work from and yet that is a well-realized baboon butthole but they made it tasteful they made it funny they made it work yeah no i, I have i have a lot of affection for uh when, when, when you look at most uh bright things in nature it's to attract your attention right you know? What, like a, like a, a bright flowers for a bee, you know, like, hey, here's uh, something that you need to. So what there's something that about a baboon's butt that like we haven't unlocked yet. One of my favorite scenes in that first game is when Busy Busy Bee is introduced because he's attracted to the bright butt of a slick baboon. It's a cool. I love that scene so much. <laughs> um, I just pay, I just played it for the podcast, uh, that game. And uh, yeah, it's uh, um, I'm already looking forward to my third playthrough of it. Here's a question. Part of why I wanted to have you on, uh, in addition to the news of the game, is um, a question that I'm starting to ask all of my guests is about their own Sonic original character. And you're going to have a chance to make that character happen. So if you want to, you can work me through the process of sort of like how you create a character. But I'd like to know about your your original Sonic character. You know, uh, at the time when Sonic came out, punk was very big. Yeah. And it was like the happy punk, you know, but. The spikes within Sonic's hair was just something that it it, it kind of was like transcendent from the time that we were in, yeah. you know, N- not soon after. But you look at someone like Darth Maul or or Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson. Yeah. And it's just like, 
you know, it became inter- interesting that hair could be giant pricks. Like spikes, like you just sort of implied. There's something that's very penetrative, you know. So it's like a ha- in, in happy video danger. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in video, in video games, we're so traditionally used to spikes being the thing that kill you. Yeah. In Sonic, you are the spikes. And so, and so to have a hairstyle that is dangerous, the first thing I want to do is, is bring a new danger. And I, so for me, it's like, I, you know, I don't want to go with the traditional spikes. It's going to have to be some new kind of spike. And uh-huh. I think of like, you know, how like an agave has got, looks like a giant spike with a bunch of spikes on it. Oh, that's cool. So there'd be like little spikes on the spikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that is very evocative. Almost like a, like a, um, uh, oh, what do they call fruit? Oh, um, I know. Oh I know what you're talking about, but I, I, I don't like looking at them because of the danger. Right. It's like a delicious, dangerous treat. Uh, but not a passion fruit, right? Is it no, a passion yeah. fruit? No. Maybe, maybe. I man, it's this is going to drive me crazy. I'll like dragon fruit. Is it a dragon fruit? When I when I when I think of it, I'll shout it out. Point is, it's something that's sweet on the inside, but it's got defenses up. Excuse my French, but you know not to fuck with it. So obviously, uh, by the tradition of your work, this would be a female character. Yeah, I mean, I have to do a female character, but I also want to, I like the idea of crossing, you know, the best thing about meeting someone is to picture them as a baby so that you can then see what they're made up of. And so when you get a chance to see a baby's parents and you see, oh, these two people made this one person, oh, you look like both of them. I'd like to have some hints of Robotnik to be like, well, Sonic and Robotnik, a little bit of red mustache, even though uh, it, it is a woman, these aren't humans. So right. a mustache can transcend, uh, you know, mixing genes of different species. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to jump to the end here, but that seems to imply that in your head canon for this character that you're creating, that um, uh, her parents are Sonic and Robotnik. That's, an alternate, but that's what I want to believe. Yeah. This is really intriguing. I, we, we asked, we got to cut for a break. I can't wait to get to the rest of this, of this interview. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, Willie Robots uh, and uh, enjoy this app. Uh, okay. So uh, I have some bad news for you. Uh, Rocket Rabbit fans. And by extension, Sonic fans, we got to cease and desist from the Sonic company. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Nintendo publishing the game kind of uh, gave. It, it, it's funny, right? Like a, a bad article written about us gave us good press, and and now a good, uh, some good news gave us bad press. Our success story alerted the Sonic Company to what's happening. What well, I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, the hammer came down. Uh, they definitely claim uh, that what everyone's saying. That the game's too much like Sonic the Hedgehog. That we're betraying their copy, their their, their copyright. Uh, I don't see it that way. I think that the two properties are unique enough, and I don't think there's anything uh, wrong or illegal with making a product in the spirit of another product. I can tell you this much: uh, we're not going to back down. Uh, we can beat this thing. The crowdfunding campaign has to go on on hold, but uh, the game's not canceled. And, you know, that money that you guys uh, very graciously gave us is not going to go to waste. Uh, Sure, some of it might go into legal fees that I wasn't anticipating. But, you know, every production has uh, hiccups and stuff. And, and, you know, even if I have to pump 
every dollar from the pitchin.fun campaign into fighting the Sonic company, which I mean, like also on a certain level, I'm flattered that they emailed me. I'm, I'm obviously like a huge fan. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I don't want to call it a fight, but I think I'm going to use this conflict as an opportunity to create some new contacts within the company. And maybe, you know, maybe we can find some sort of agreement. Maybe this can become like an official Sonic universe game. I don't know. You know, thank you again for your uh, donations. Uh, please stick with us again. The, the crowdfunding campaign is over, but the fight has only just begun. Uh, and uh, with that, let's get back to Willie's interview. Uh, thank you. All right. Uh, and we're back. Uh, with uh, Willy Robots in the midst of our interview. Uh, we've also Googled the fruit that we couldn't remember the name for, of, and it's a durian. Uh, they are, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, the, fruit, the fruit of several speech, uh, tree species belonging to the genus Durio. The name durian is derived from the Malay language word for duri or spike, a reference to the numerous spike protuberances of the fruit. That, that, that upsets me because when you call something... And I know that it's in another language, but when you call something just a description in another language, like a durian is from durian, which means spike. It's just like, well, that would be like having a fruit around and be like, oh, this is green spike. Right. Because it's green and spiky. Right. And, and you know, when it, when it comes to, let's say, character customization, you never, your, your name is never what you look like. No. You yeah. create a name and it's different from how you look. And so fruit. And the idea, anything that's been invented and it's just like, oh, this is Haley's comment because Haley discovered it. Fuck off. I, I, you can't create names that easily. Would you mind if I present a counterpoint to you? Though, yeah, real quick? yeah. I just, I think Durian would be a really cute name for this character. I'm, well, I, I do like the name, but not because there's a spike on it. Right. Not gotcha. because it's like, oh, short, fat mouth. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like my name's Griff. Like yeah. don't call me. Yeah. I'm not short fat mouth. My name is Griff. And uh, that's <laughs> uh, so, so I want to, I want to get back to something we were talking about a moment ago. Um, uh, the idea, do, can we, can we just call her Durian now? Like, like, is that, yeah, that yeah. Durian's okay. fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, the idea that Durian has a, a sort of a lore, like a backstory that you created for her. I love that. Um, and that and a part of this backstory is that uh, her parents are actually Sonic and Robotnik. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, in in in, in some situation, you, you don't need to have sex in the realm of DNA because uh, w- if we were to speculate that they had sex together, then we would just focus on the details of the sex instead of well, gene splicing and DNA mixing. And you're completely talking my language. Like one one of the things that that I don't like about the reputation that Sonic has gotten is that like I, I feel like it's gotten this reputation. Maybe through the fandom, I don't know. Maybe through some of the character designs, that it's like a very sexual kind of thing. And I, I, I personally don't like to imagine that any of these characters ever like have sex or get pregnant or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So I, I I'm you're you're kind of speaking my language. Would one of them actually carry the baby though? Well, uh, uh, that may. I would say yes because uh, we can do whatever we want in the technical realm of video games where Sonic could be pregnant. And also, I, I would I wouldn't I, I would like to live in a world where a man or a woman, regardless of uh, the gender they were assigned at birth, could uh, carry a child. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I agree. Me, like, I think that I think that, you know, it's interesting to me that Robotnik uh, is basically a giant egg, you know, and uh, maybe maybe it's it's sort of almost like how uh, seahorses 
give birth. Where yeah. Robotnik, uh, you know, sort of is the embryo, right? And then passes the baby on to Sonic that has to carry. Yeah, it it's term. so much more creative, and uh, watching that is more magical than than our favorite characters having sex with each other. Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same way. I, I, I frankly, the idea of um, any Sonic the Hedgehog character like making love uh, repels me. I mean, I'm not a Crash Bandicoot fan. I, I, I'm not like I'm not like so prudish that I'm like completely dismissive of sex uh, entirely, like uh, like those people. But um, I, still, though, you know, I think I just like, let's be tasteful uh, now. OK, so you give this a lot of thought and you've mentioned before that your the characters that you create, the masterpieces that they are, are uh, exclusively female. Uh, and you've mentioned that you've recently been married. and That might kind of cause some complications. Is it jealousy that you're worried about? I don't know if I'm worried about jealousy, but the realization that it's not like just another lady that I know. Mm hmm. It's a lady that I created. Whether other people find her attractive or intelligent or whatever, there's a realization that like, oh, could this character then be a perfect creation in my mind? And and I don't want anybody to compare themselves to my perfect creations because they're all, I have, you know, I've made 182 uh, customizable characters that are all women. They all look completely different that that can be shocking to someone when you you know have created a character that is ethnically different or right. or physically different like there's this idea that love and uh, and 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 finding your soulmate means that you have like a template of what a perfect partner looks like in your head and you're meeting you're waiting for someone to meet that template you're, you're afraid that she's going to think that you don't have that, that you're not some sort of like you're not the perfect key for her lock. For your yeah, or I mean, yeah. the American, you know, society is very based on looks. And I'm like, well, that you grew up with that. That has nothing right. to do. Even though I'm making these perfect women in my mind, perfect doesn't rely on looks. Yeah. Um, like you're afraid that she'll see Durian's design and be like, well, my spikes don't have spikes. I just have yeah. spikes. Not only have I created these characters, I've experienced lifetimes of information with them. Yeah, see, that's interesting. You're, I never thought of, like, when I think of, like, character customization, usually it's in role-playing games or, you know, like, you're sort of being given the story that the game tells you that you're supposed to be living. I love that you come up with these, like, rich histories for these games. Yeah. I'm, can, I, can I be honest with you? I, I don't feel very creative. Why is that? I've been, like, part of what I'm discovering about my love of Sonic is that I want to, like, add to that world. And that new character creation system that's coming to the new game uh, is very exciting to me, but it's also like very intimidating. This process of coming up with a character and coming up with their story and their background, uh, trying to love this thing that is born from my mind, you know, it, it is a little bit like childbirth. And I feel like uh, sticking with that metaphor, the labor pains are maybe like too much. Well, um, you know, you, you, you're thinking a lot of uh, the physicalness of it, but the difference is this. When you create a character, that doesn't mean you created, have created their mind. So a lot of times you get disappointed with a mind not doing what you wanted. And thus, that being the problem with most of today's, you know, parent-children relationships is all any guy wants to do is play softball or play catch with his son. Yeah. And most guys don't get to have sons. Right. And so right off the bat, tension. Do you want a son? I was happy with whatever life would deal me. Yeah. 
yet you only make girls when you create characters. Yeah, you know, if I if I if I ha- I am having a baby and I'm having a son and I kind of want congratulations. To, thank you. Oh my god. I kind of want to be hands off and just watch him go through life instead of instead of guiding him. So I'm not I'm going to try not to talk to him that much. Right. If I'm sort of understanding what you're saying, there's there's two kinds of creation. There's like a video game where you can sort of make all of the decisions for yourself. They get to come from anywhere. You know, these girls you create, they can come from anywhere you want. They can be whoever you want them to be. But then there's like creating life in the real world where you don't have those choices. You know, you have to respect the choices of another autonomous yeah. being. Like, so like, I'll pick his outfits until he wants to pick them, but I'm not going to talk to him. Okay. Here's an outfit and then... Step back, take a step back, and don't say anything. I don't yeah. need to say anything to him. His life is his own. I'm working on my own shit. Yeah, maybe tell me what you think of this. Here's my dream, um, and maybe Sonic Dimensions will be like this, and maybe this won't even be in a video game. I I'd love to see a character creation where it's both. Like I want to craft something, but maybe maybe it does have its own mind too. Like maybe it does make its own choices too. <clears throat> well, I mean, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be more interested in making AI than making a child because at least I could make choices with their mind. You know, the child, he's going to be what, like I said, he's going to be whatever he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But in AI, I get a chance to try different programs on his head. Yeah. Have you ever had to say goodbye to any of your creations? Uh, the first Skyrim character I ever made, I had a weird glitch in my game where all the children that I adopted, adopted didn't have clothes on. So it was so weird. I'd buy it. Because I enjoyed picking out clothes for my adopted children. I adopted two children in the DLC of the of Skyrim, uh, the latest La- good the one. Last colony. Not the online. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Sky- Skyrim, the last colony. And you could buy and you could build houses, and then they were afraid because we lived next to the swamp, so I moved. But they they kept didn't they didn't have clothes on, and no matter what I put them in, they would have no clothes. And I lost that character. Losing that character made me take a step back because how do you back up? backup an xbox 360 game there is no backup but i lost my xbox hard drive and it had at least 15 characters that i created one of them being skyrim right when i was in the middle of a playing with it i honestly still think about that life that is just lost in the ether that i can't go back to and i've i've talked to modders about giving me a character that was in all the same situation but it's still not the same character yeah like i imagine that felt pretty bad but one day, you know, well, you, you, well, you think about all the times that you like bought bread and then sold it or, or the, the book cheat where you mm. c- collected all the books and then went and sold them. Mm. I did a lot of che- cheats in the games because I'm, you know, I'm 40 now. And so playing a game, why not make one hour, one minute if you can cheat? Yeah. But uh, it's it, seriously, uh, forgive me. This is a little pretentious of me. Um but I can't help but draw parallels. You know, we're talking about character customization. Uh, you're saying that you that you want to like you know help your son uh, get in little outfits. It almost seems like the Skyrim thing that happened to you, where you built this character, you customize it very uh, specifically, and then due to just the natural sort of march of time, you had to say goodbye. And one day that'll that'll happen. Like like, are you looking forward to that? Like, do you want to see your 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 uh, your bird leave the nest or maybe, uh, maybe that's why I'm, I'm defensively not trying to be a part of my kid's life. You know, if I can just set him up and leave him on his own, I have to let him choose me because I don't want to say goodbye. So I don't need to say hello. Oh my God. That's that, that sir is a good note to end on. This was, this was a very, very uh, revealing interview. Thank you so much for being on my show. Willie Robots. Yeah. 
uh, good luck with your with your upcoming fatherhood. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you look me up online, uh, any of the platforms, uh, I'm Robotic Willie, and I know that you can look into my character customizations. And I've got another art show coming up of ladies that I've created. Uh, this one's called Ladies of the Nights. Nice. Um, th- this one doesn't have a K, but it's like, you know, spending nights by yourself playing video games. That's mm-hmm. what this art show is all about. With that, uh, I-, I encourage my audience to please look into all of that, especially that show. That sounds amazing. Uh, and uh, until next time, I'll see you elsewhere. Night, everybody. This episode of the Elsewhere Podcast was created by MC Griffin, edited by Alicia Mason, and produced by Jason Kyle Hammonds and Max Repka. The intro narration was Demorge Brown, Griff was played by MC Griffin, Willie Robots was played by Willie Roberts, music by Max Repka. Pixel art for this episode by Steve Yurko and Colin Greenhalgh. You can find all of our episode art and information at elsewhereshows.com. E-L-S-E-W-A-R-E shows.com. Uh, even, even then, I still, I still took uh, six right. uh, so far today, but that's, that, that's down from last time. And you don't find yourself feeling like you're struggling through the day? Um, struggling, no. I, I don't love how I feel when I haven't eaten them, but I would still call that feeling normal. Okay. No changes since yesterday from your body? Uh, except for the food thing. Yeah, yeah, the food. Okay. That's all normal. So I wanted to talk about uh, the meal we had uh-huh. uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, we split the chili cheese fries. And then... Um, and then I ordered another... Another basket of cream cut fries for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, you got pie. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Right. But that's... I should have offered you some. I'm sorry. Do you feel... Do you feel bad? No. Do, yeah. No. Um, did you feel ashamed being in the restaurant and asking, you know, other people, other people besides me, complete strangers? Right. Um, it looks so good. It looked so good. How can I not like? And they weren't gonna eat it. Like they're like like they're having like a conversation, and uh, uh, I like you know you and I are sitting there talking. Our plates are empty, and I just see these people. They just won't stop yammering on, and here here like there it is. Like no, I don't feel bad at all. Yeah, and you're really lucky. You're charismatic, and it was fun, and you know. Yeah. So I mean, do you feel any kind of embarrassment or guilt about? My embarrassment? Oh, well, I mean... Uh, I mean, I guess... Like, no, like, okay, I, 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 didn't, I didn't fully realize that you were embarrassed. No, I mean, not... It's... Now I'm, like, at a one. Okay. Maybe okay. maybe a two. Two, is that the highest... Like, like, a, like a three, because I love you and you're, my, and you're my sister. So it's the three. I care about you three amounts of embarrassment. That's enough. I think that's good. Okay. Three is good. Okay. Um, but it, so is that the most yes guilt that you felt today? That if that's the most guilt I've felt like week in weeks. Some good stuff. Well, yeah. We are getting to the bottom of this. I wanted to jump 
in and ask you again, what's your sleeping pattern been like in the last 24 hours? Uh, I uh, uh, slept uh, 10 hours last night. And then during lunch, because I wasn't hungry, so I took a nap. And then like, a, and then, like a, I, I had like another hour long nap before I came in and saw you today. Okay, gosh. Yeah. 12. During those 12 hours, tell me what you remember. Okay. Anything vivid that sticks out in your mind? So like a big open field, right? Mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm on this like big uh, stone sort of structure, right? Like a like a chopped pillar, and uh, it's this big wide open space. It's like rolling hills, right? And what do you do? You you, you roll. Like you, like you know how it is. Like like when you go to a park when you're a kid, like you see those those hills, you immediately want to roll down those hills. So I, that's what I do. Um, especially when I show up in that um, in that windy valley kind of area. And you wake up. You woke up. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you're done sleeping. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that, um, uh, sometimes I'm not laying down, but I always do sort of like, oh, hey, cool. I'm here. You know, like this is where I'm at right now. And then, and then I can kind of figure out what sort of tasks I want to do. Like, like, do I want to go like digging? Do I want to explore the ruins? Uh, do I want to climb a tree? Okay. Um, and it's not always the, the planes. It's just, it's been the planes lately, like, pretty consistently. And then you're like, oh, cool, I'm here again. So I better, like, get to work. He, you keep saying here again. Right. You, you're recognizing that you're in the valley, or yeah. are you recognizing that you're in a space, a dream space? Both. Just because I want this to be 100% clear, you, in your dream, recognize that you're dreaming. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Right. Because, like... Like... Otherwise, it might be, like, scary or something. Like... Kind of, like, a waste of time. Is that... Does that answer your question, or...? Yep. Uh, I guess we're done. Really? That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>